0: Hey, welcome back. Uh, I've been set straight here via the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. The name of the show is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And so you, you, you hear in there, in the title of the show, it says that it's real. So it's real, right? Real reality television. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, just about 24 hours ago, you and I were sitting here shooting the breeze and a uh, a piece of information came across my desk, sent uh, my way by the Justice Department, and it was that uh, that one of the one of the stars, quote unquote, of this Real Housewives of Salt Lake City show, uh, Jen Shaw, I guess is her name, uh, she's married to a University of Utah coach, I suppose, and uh, she, uh, along with uh, an assistant, have been charged with uh, a few crimes, uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Uh, those two charges uh, carry up to 30 years and 20 years in prison respectively. Uh, I don't really know what wire fraud is. I have heard it in movies before. Uh, I have heard it you know at a lot of like police press conferences, uh, but it's one of those things where like so much time in life has passed that uh, I'm kind of like too embarrassed to ask. Uh, but listen, you and I are saying goodbye for a while come Friday. So uh, I, I'm not ashamed anymore. I have no idea what wire, wire fraud is or even uh, what exactly uh, this uh, this reality TV star uh, is charged with having done. So let's uh, bring someone who can help explain this and help us understand exactly what charges uh, Miss Shaw and her, uh, I I don't know, assistant uh, are facing, uh, and we'll do so with the aid of defense attorney Greg Scordis, a voice you hear on these airwaves quite often, always uh, uh, the smartest man in the room when he's on this program. Uh, And uh, welcome back, Greg Scordis, to the program.
1: Greg, sir, welcome. How are you doing? Thanks, Lee. Very well, thanks. You you watch this Real Housewives show yourself? (laughs) No, in fact, I didn't even know we had a Salt Lake City version of it. I've seen Atlanta and some other big cities, but I didn't realize that Salt like it hit the big leagues with that
0: i'll tell you what here, here's my challenge to you uh later tonight when you have some downtime uh throw on the first episode and see how long you can make it i made it i made it about 12 <laughs> minutes i made it about 12 <laughs> minutes before i thought uh no, no 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 no. these are not ambassadors to this beautiful uh city and state in which i live uh so so there uh, the 12 minutes is is the high watermark so see if you can beat that
1: uh but as you saw from the from the media yesterday, a lot of people do watch that show. I mean, that was a flurry at the courthouse with the paparazzi literally following the cars uh, out onto the street and uh, blocking traffic. So the show gets some uh, notoriety from somebody.
0: It re- it really does, uh, and I you know I laugh and joke about not watching it. I do know that it is wildly popular, and, and that especially here, uh, you know, folks watch to try to catch a glimpse of some restaurant they recognize, or some place, or road, or uh, maybe a person that they might know. I, I get I get the draw. I get the draw. Uh, anyway, uh, help me out with something. Uh, so this the one of the cast members on this reality show, uh, Jennifer Shaw uh, of Park City. Uh, charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud. W- w- what is wire fraud?
1: Wire fraud, Lee, is is just a way that the federal government uses to to charge somebody who uses what we call the wires. And of course, we don't you you know do telegraph wires anymore. The wires include phone. Uh, they include internet. They include any way that you communicate with another person by way of uh, really these days electronic media. So that's that's a wire transfer or a wire transaction, or in this case, a, a, a way to commit a wire fraud. So it's just using the using the uh, the internet or using the mm. telecommunication system to commit your fraud.
0: And that, and that's a big deal, right? Uh, wire fraud, you, you don't want to face charges of wire fraud, right?
1: Well, any federal felony, Lee, is very serious. And wire fraud, and in this case, uh, she's also charged with a conspiracy to commit money laundering Those are crimes that in the federal system carry 20 and sometimes 30-year prison sentences. Now, that's not going to happen in this case. There's no way that she's going to face anything like that. But the consequences will be severe if she's convicted. Uh, She she probably will serve some time in a federal penitentiary if she's convicted because, as you just stated, wire fraud is a very serious crime. It's a felony under our federal uh, statutes.
0: As you've you know become you know over the past twenty four hours, with the rest of us kind of combing through whatever documents are available, what, what what are the what are the allegations precisely? What what is she accused of having done?
1: So well, the accusation is that she and her co defendant, a fellow named Stuart Smith, conspired, and it's a conspiracy charge, with others uh, to solicit victims through the internet uh, by selling them, um, business services, um, sort of online services to help a business. And the allegation from the government is that the, that this was just a sham, that there were no services, that there were no products that were ever created, that there was no benefit to these victims. In fact, they were helping them set up websites and it was later determined that some of the victims didn't even own computers. So, it would have been highly inappropriate for them to solicit money to create websites and a business model and a business design when there was no business model to do. And and that's the allegation by the government that this was just a sham setup up to get people to invest and to give them what looks to be hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, as I read through documents, I saw that uh, that these crimes are alleged to have been committed. Uh, here in the state of Utah, and uh, I believe Nevada and Arizona, uh, is is there something about Utah that makes us a target for fraud?
1: So, going to get me in trouble on that one. <laughs> but th- there, we do uh, live in a state where there's a fair amount of trust, and there's a fair amount of of uh, sort of camaraderie among people to get them to uh, invest, to work with each other, to to give money uh, to support another person and we've long been sort of unfortunately characterized as the fraud capital of the country and i don't think that's changed it really hasn't changed in my in my years of experience practicing law and it's unfortunate but utah has a bad reputation as a fraud center and cases like this only uh, serve to to pronounce that even more
0: uh c- crimes of this nature that are you know committed uh, within the context of you know a relationship of trust uh known as affinity fraud uh am i correct are, are there enhanced penalties for those who commit fraud in this nature uh, affinity fraud
1: yeah there are and and in fact in this case the federal government has has sort of outlined some of the some of the enhanced penalties for this for example the fact that the victims were over the age of 55 that they were that there was a large number of victims that were solicited and and sort of the way uh, what you've characterized as affinity fraud the way that they were approached and contacted and the 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 relationship that was developed between the alleged perpetrators and the victims to get them to make these investments that that's certainly going to increase the potential penalty when and if these two defendants ever get before a federal judge that first
0: sentencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg, listen, I'm grateful to you for your, your insight and expertise here and, uh, and filling in the gaps in my understanding of this. Uh, Greg Scordis, defense attorney and my guest. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Lee. All uh, Troubling stuff. Uh, the, the fraud capital of the United States, we've got to do something about that. I'll, I'll spare you my ranting and raving. I, I put you through that uh, yesterday. But uh, I'll quickly say here before we go to commercial break that if you, if there's someone in your life who you, from time to time here, took a phone call from this place or that place and they sent money off to help with uh, this circumstance or that or to get out of this jam or to help that person get out of that jam, see if you can sit down and comfortably have a conversation with them and say, listen, uh, you, you might have just been the, the victim of something. Or if you can somehow preemptively get ahead of uh, someone falling prey to uh, one who would take advantage of a relationship of trust. It just drives me absolutely crazy and makes my uh, skin crawl to know that there are those uh, who would exploit someone who in them has uh, placed uh, trust. Affinity fraud. It's awful. It's evil. It's a poison. It needs to be rooted out. We'll take a break now uh, and then we'll talk about a lighter subject. Uh, there was a, yesterday we heard KSL News Radio's John Wojcik reporting on e-driver's license. Maybe a license in your cell phone. Do away with that tangible card, and we're moving on to a more digital age. Uh, I've got some thoughts on that. I'll share them with you next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.